Love is not easy. It can be messy, painful, and even hurtful. But it's also the most rewarding thing that we can experience in life. That's why we're excited to launch a brand new sermon series this spring that will explore the challenges and rewards of love and help you learn how to love better in your own relationships. This series of messages will be perfect for anyone who is finding relationships to be difficult, who wants to learn how to love more effectively, or hopes to respond when love turns to war. It will be a challenging but rewarding series that will help you grow in your understanding of how to navigate the times in life when love hurts. That starts right now. <laughs> Glad you're here today. We really are. We uh, have a collection of resources that we've been putting together literally for the last couple months, um, led by office manager extraordinaire, Jodith Hissong. Thank you, Jody. Yep, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. Um, we're going to put a QR code if you're fancy, and you can get your phone out now and take a, a shot. Although Dan says you don't actually have to take a shot. If you just hold uh, on the, f like you're going to take a picture, but you don't have to actually take one, it'll actually take you. Uh, if you're uh, tech challenged like me, go to your Google and just put Walloon Church Love Hurts, and up pops the... Uh, entire uh, articles, books, and probably the best thing that I've discovered is our Right Now Media account. We have some cards up here, but again, you can do the QR code and get yourself all signed up for free. Uh, because you're either here or watching online, you have a free membership. Some of you are paying 10, 15, 20 bucks a month. This is free. It's not actually free. The church family pays it for you. So again, I'd encourage you, and lots of those resources on uh, Right Now Media are what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we also have uh, Case for Christ booklets, Bridge to Life tracks. Uh, we've got Life Books, which is the Gospel of Mark. Again, these are all free for the taking. Come on up, help yourself. We'll restock. We've got plenty for you to give out. Relationships, I think, have always been hard and challenging and tricky and require some level of uh, delicacy. In other words, be gentle. And can I just tell you, Dick, that's never been my strong suit. Uh, I'm not usually called. Well, he's delicate. I don't think that's ever been... Uh, a description of myself, but I'm convinced, especially living in these post-COVID times, and uh, I, I believe the world has changed with lots of isolation and fear and division, I think navigating relationships is more challenging than it's ever been. So that's why starting today till Father's Day, we're going to take eight Sundays um, moms, we're going to take a Sunday off to honor and celebrate you. We didn't think Love Hurts was a good title for a Mother's Day sermon. Uh, so we'll take a Sunday off 
but eight Sundays, we're going to see what God's book teaches us regarding relationships with other people who are fallen and selfish and in process just like we are. So how do we successfully not just survive in our relationships, how can we thrive? Now, there's a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 13 and verse 20 is one of those foundational verses. Okay, So we'll put it up here on the screen. Uh, here's what Proverbs 13 tells us. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Okay, I wish I would have known this much earlier. Okay, Would have been a good verse to know a long time ago in my teens. Okay, So say it with me. Walk with the wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Okay. A fool says in their heart, there is no God. So a fool is either somebody who's living as though there is no God and his word has no effect on me, or they may claim to know the Lord. They may claim to be a Christ follower, but they're still living, speaking, and thinking as if his book doesn't apply to them. Now, what's interesting about that equation, Dan, could you put that verse back up? Uh, you would think, walk with the wise, become wise. You would think, and walk with the fools and become a fool. That's not what it says. Associate, get close to fools. What's it say? You, you got trouble coming your way. So, the result, the consequence of associating, getting close, hanging too much with fools is trouble. Associate with fools can harm your reputation. It can harm your finances. Fools are known to cost you money. It can get you in trouble with the law. Associating with fools can bring scars and pain it can pull you away from Jesus and the church family and your own family. Fools can do you so much harm, they can even bring you physical death. Do you understand? Associate with fools, there's trouble coming your way. Now, when God's book says don't associate with fools, don't, that's actually the Lord saying, I love you. I want what's best for you. Don't hurt yourself. Do you understand? It's not saying don't because I'm trying to withhold. Just the opposite. This is God saying, I love you so much, I don't want you to hurt yourself and get yourself in trouble and get the people around you in trouble either. So we're going to put up this red flag for you. Uh, and uh, the red flag just tells us this is a section of God's Word that's talking pretty bluntly about the people around us, about the fools around us. Again, people who are thinking, speaking, behaving as if there is no God and His book doesn't apply to them. Or, red flag regarding the person in the mirror. So, 
here's the question we're going to try to answer. What are some of the warning signs of people who are behaving like fools and I'm endangering myself if I get too close with them? What are some of the warning signs? What are some of the deal breakers with people around me that I need to back away from so I don't get hurt and harmed so that the people I love don't get hurt and harmed? Would you locate with me the book of Ephesians? There's a section there in God's Word. There's lots of red flags. We're going to look at four red flags this morning. Huge. Why? Uh, so we can avoid hanging with fools and we can avoid getting ourselves and those we love in trouble. We're going to start with verse 26, Ephesians 4. We're going to read all the way down through verse 8 of Ephesians chapter 5. If you're able... Would you stand with me? We're going to stand together and out loud together declare this is God's book and we're not fools. We pay attention to what God's book has to say to us. Read with me. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work, and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are His dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered Himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place amongst God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey Him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. Let's pray. Lord, that's our desire to live as people of light, to live daily 
as your kids. Strong, totally committed, filled with your spirit, Lord. That's our desire. That's our, our, uh, my prayer for me and, and my family and this church family as well. So would you help us, Lord, this morning? Because part of that is noticing red flags of folks around us. And Lord, like it or not, we have lots of folks who are living as though you and your book don't matter. So we need wisdom and discernment to know exactly how to navigate successfully living next to folks who really don't care about you and your book and your church and your son Jesus. So would you give us uh, discernment and wisdom and insight because applying these red flags to our daily lives, Lord, is going to be tricky and going to require your perspective. So that's what we're asking for even as we study your book this morning. Thank you for allowing us to be here together to talk about relationships that you have established. So Lord, might these next eight weeks bring insight and wisdom and guidance. And Lord, uh, thank you for all those extra resources that we can look at. Lord, would you prompt some of these folks to dig in to the Love Hurts resources? We love you. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one united voice, you can be seated. First red flag. Warning number one. Don't hang with angry people. Okay? Don't hang. Don't draw close. Don't make your besties angry people. Look at verse 26. Ephesians 4. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Because anger can control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Slide down to verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander. 2023, I'm telling you, uh, this really isn't all that insightful. It's fairly obvious. We're living in angry days. It seems that everybody is upset and angry about something or someone. Okay? I appreciate the honesty of God's book. It says at times we're going to get angry with each other. Okay? We'll talk about don't let anger go down on your, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. But we're all going to get angry. Husbands get angry at wives. Wives get angry at husbands. Parents get angry at children. Children get angry at parents and teachers. Employees are angry at bosses. Everybody, it seems, is angry at politicians. I'm telling you what, everybody's angry, it seems, today. It says, here's the challenge, in your anger, don't sin. In your anger, when you're angry, don't sin. Okay? But if you do, if you blow it, and you're angry not about someone mistreating the righteous, but if you're angry and you shouldn't have been angry, don't let the sun go down 
while you're still angry. In other words, deal with anger before it festers. Deal with anger before it infects the relationship. Why? Because if we don't get to the anger while it's small and manageable, it will grow. You understand? Anger grows and gets bigger <coughs> excuse me, and harder to deal with. Verse 27 explains it. Look at it. And once the fire of anger has heated up, and now it's on fire and lighting up the entire household, now you've given Satan, now you've given the devil a foothold. In other words, you've opened the door and invited Satan to come on in. So, uncontrolled anger, anger that hasn't been dealt with, is inviting Satan to come in and just maximize the damage. Okay, Let it rip. Come on in, Satan. I want you to come and just light up my house. When we don't deal with anger properly, that's, what ha- that's what's going on. Okay, So, for some of us here, Give me your eyes. Anger is a big deal. I realize by God's grace, some of us here, that's not a major issue. But for some of us, this is our fatal flaw. Two types of anger that I want to mention. Uh, There's the spewers, the exploders. They're pretty easy to notice. Someone who's angry and explodes... Uh, Mount Saint Jose. You know, you know what I'm talking about. They they explode. Everybody knows. But there are also the imploders. Okay, the passive aggressive form of anger. They stuff it, and they say things like, "I really like your outfit, Chad, even though it doesn't fit you very well." <laughs> Can I just say that's that's angry? But it's subtle. <laughs> or maybe not so subtle. Okay? Um, anger left unchecked has the potential to destroy marriages, children, grandchildren, workplaces, friendships, destroy churches, destroy ministries. I just read this week, it made me sad. I'm not going to mention his name, but one of my favorites a pastor that I followed and learned much from, was parallel parking, and while he was backing in, he hit a car. And an elderly lady got out of the car and wasn't happy that this pastor had hit her car. And an argument ensued, and Here's what the police report said. We've arrested him for assault and battery. A well-known, well-respected pastor. Can I just say, that's anger. (laughs) That's anger exploding. Here's what Proverbs 22, verses 24 and 25 instructs us. Okay, This is interesting, I think. Do we have that? Put that up here, Dan. Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. Don't befriend angry people. Don't associate with hot-tempered people or you'll learn to be like them and endanger your soul. I don't think we got that up there. 
Write that down. Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. It's a warning. Don't be close to angry people or you'll learn to be like them and it will endanger your soul. Okay? When there is a choice, choose. If this person is an exploder, back away. If this person is a passive-aggressive imploder, back away. You don't want to be close. They're dangerous. Let me say this. Don't date angry people. Don't allow your children to hang with angry friends. Don't marry angry people. Don't hire angry people, Ron. Run from angry people. Run. Okay? Uh, and please notice Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. They will harm you. They endanger your walk with Christ. They endanger your soul. Okay? Some of you are thinking, well, it's too late. I'm already super glued. I'm already stuck. Somebody in my family is angry. Okay? What do you do then? Well, pray like crazy. Um, But I would do everything I could with my influence. Get them to a Christian counselor. If you don't know somebody, see Pastor Chad or myself. We'll get you to the best that we know in the area. Usually, if there's anger, there's something feeding that anger that hasn't been properly dealt with. Okay? Read some books on dealing with anger. Uh, I think we have some. Uh, right now, media has some. I'm telling you, plead for Jesus for victory if you're super glued to an angry person. Second red flag. Okay, That's the first one. We're going to have four of them like that, so hold on. Okay, uh, But I think this is important. Uh, to start off with relationships, we need to know about relationships that are foolish and toxic and endanger us, okay? Um, Red flag relationship warning number two, don't hang with people whose mouths are out of control. Don't, don't, Don't associate closely with folks whose mouths are spewing things that shouldn't be coming out of their mouths. Go back to the text, chapter 4. Verse 21-9, Paul commands followers of Jesus, don't allow foul or abusive uh, language or words to spew out of your mouth. The Greek word for foul, I find this interesting, is used of fruit or fish that is spoiled and there's gnats flying all around it and rotting. So think of fruit or fish Uh, Now it's just sitting there in the garbage. And you'll notice, oh yeah, oh yeah, we had fish last night for dinner. How do you know that? I can smell it, okay? That's the idea. You can smell rotten words. Take the garbage out of your mouth. Don't allow words that are foul and putrid to flow from your lips, okay? Uh, Once again, Proverbs, very insightful. Proverbs 18, 20, and 21. Uh, Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap destruction. Talk too much, you're reaping 
destruction. The words we speak produce, in your eyes, either death or life. Okay? The words we're saying really matter. It's either death words or life words. Here's how Jesus describes it. Matthew 12, 35. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person, a foolish person, produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you, innocent, or condemn you, guilty, Our words, look look at me, reveal what's going on down deep. Our words show what's going down. And they can either bring death or life, blessing or destruction. Red flag number two, pay close attention to the words of the people around you. Pay close attention to the person in the mirror and the words coming out of your own mouth. That's key as well. Okay? James 1, verse 26, reminds us, If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you're just fooling yourself. And your religion is worthless. Ouch. If you don't control your tongue, your faith in Christ, your reputation, your witness, your testimony is worthless. Which is why my number one prayer, I've shared this before, And it hasn't changed. Psalm 141, verse 3. I pray this more than anything else. Put up Psalm 141, 3. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Take control of my mouth, Lord, and guard my lips. Here's how I learned it. Lord, put a guard over my mouth. Set a watch over the door of Jeff's lips. Lord, please. And I'll bet I pray that Most days, a half dozen times. On bad times, I'll bet it's a dozen. You understand? That's how important this is. Lord, watch over my mouth. Put a guard over my mouth. Our words matter a lot. And a mouth out of control is like the flu. Okay? How many of you like to be near somebody who's got the flu? They're coughing, they're sneezing, they're blowing. It makes, makes people around them sick. A mouth out of control makes people sick too. And we need to treat it just that seriously. Okay, Step back if possible uh, because again, set a watch over my mouth, Jesus. Keep watch over the door to my lips. Red fat flag number three. Relationship warning number three. Don't hang with people whose sexual sin is out of control. Don't hang with people who have sexual sin out of control. Where do you see that? Go back to Ephesians 5. Look at verse 3 with me. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place amongst God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit 
the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who excuse these things. Okay? Don't be fooled when people say, ah, it's no big deal, it's just... No, it's a big deal. Okay? No sexual immorality. No impurity. Okay? The Greek word's pornea. And all sexual sin outside of God's plan is covered here. All sexual sin. What, what's that? Anything outside of the marriage bed. Hebrews 13.4 So, every possible, immanageable, uh, everything you can't even imagine, sexual sin is covered here. None of that if you're a follower of Jesus. Okay? Slide down to verse 12. I think this is pretty practical. It says, uh, I started making a list of all of the possible sins this covers, and I read verse 12, and I said, no, don't even talk or list all of the shameful acts that ungodly people do in secret. Don't even list them off. Anything outside of the marriage bed is sexual sin. Okay? That's done. Okay? Here's how John MacArthur explains it. I like it. Whatever God establishes, Satan will counterfeit. Where God establishes true love, Satan produces counterfeit love. In contrast to godly, unselfish, forgiving love, bless you, the world's love is lustful and self-indulgent. Worldly love is reciprocal, needs and desires, and meeting one's own expectations. You better do this or I don't love you. Speaking of that kind of love, Jesus said, for if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Don't even the tax gatherers do the same? Okay? Now, Here's the truth. We in the church, we are often accused, well, you guys are just a bunch of prudes. You're backwards. You're old-fashioned. You're uptight on the subject of sex. Um, Here's the truth. Yes, at times, guilty. Uh, We avoid the subject and run to the other side of the street. Um, I think usually not to be tempted, but often not to be associated in any way with sexual sin which honestly sometimes is an overreaction. But I would argue that when we're free from sexual sin, give me your eyes, when we trip and fail and fall and are quick to repent and confess and get back in right relationship with King Jesus, I would argue regarding sex, Jesus followers are the most free people on earth. For this reason, we are free to do it as God designed sex to be used. Do you understand? We are free to enjoy sex in the manner that God designed it to be used. To borrow from Ron Hutchcraft, in the baseball card world, there are two varieties of baseball cards. There are the commons, and frankly, commons cards you can buy by the box for cheap because everybody has them. And then there are the rare and the valuable cards. Uh, the Justin Verlander rookie cards. The Al Kaline rookie. The Miguel Cabrera rookie cards. Those 
are limited and rare and oftentimes worth some big bucks. Do you understand the difference? you got the commons, you've got the rare and uh, the valuable. In our society, give me your eyes, sex has become common. Okay? Sex has become cheap, and the vast majority of people, sadly, even in the church world, view sex as no big deal, even sex outside of God's plan. No big deal. Okay? How would you feel about this log burning in the fire? Can we put that up there, Dan? By the way, when we mess up, that's not Dan's fault. That's mine. It is. Okay? Got that up there? Can you see it a little bit? Yeah, it would be better. Yeah, But I I just realized you can actually have a fire even if you don't have a fire. Did you know that? There you go. Warm, cozy, comfortable. You go, ooh, that's kind of nice. Okay? Same log, same fire. Show us the next slide. How do you feel about that fire? But it came from the same home, the same log. All we did was move the log to the center of the living room. And over time, the couch was consumed spread to the curtains and the carpet and then to the bedroom and the kitchen. How do you feel about that picture? Looking at that right there. And you go, whoa, that's harmful. That's, that brings fear. That, there's damage there. Same fire, wrong place. Do you understand? Same fire, identical. Now you moved it out of the fireplace and moved that log out in the middle of the ri- living room. Listen closely, all forms of sex outside the confines the way that God intended is moving that log right in the middle of your living room. Okay? It's damaging, it's harmful, results in fear and pain and shame. Sexual sin, give me your eyes, has the power to burn your house down. It has the possibility to, to just burn everything down in its sight. Now, quite often we in church world, we get all worked out about one form of sex outside of marriage. This is worse than the other. Let me say it again, okay? All forms of sex outside of marriage is sin and missing the mark of God and will have painful effects and consequences. Okay? And... and You don't need to discriminate. God doesn't. Anything done outside of what He intended will burn the house down. This is a red flag issue. This is one of those sins that has the potential not just to burn the person who moved the log to the center of the living room, but burn down and harm everybody around them. That's why it says, don't hang with people who have an area of sexual sin out of control. Okay? And and oftentimes the fool has no intention of trying to control it. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools, there's going to be trouble. Proverbs 13.20 Fourth and final red flag this morning. Don't hang with people who are greedy. Interesting. Don't hang with greedy people. 
Verse 3, let there be no sexual immorality or impurity or greed among you. Verse 5, you can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of God. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Now what's interesting, greed is tougher to detect than an angry person blowing up or imploding. Greed is tougher to notice than a mouth out of control. Greed is more difficult to spot than someone who has an area of sexual sin out of control. Okay? Why? Because greed is a heart attitude. And it's harder to see in the mirror. It's harder to detect in others. Because it's a desire for more and more. And I want more. And I'm worshiping the God of more. Here's what Jesus says. Matthew 6.24 No one can serve two masters. For you'll hate the one, love the other. Or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. We cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Can't, can't be enslaved to both. Talking about the things we buy with money, the things we can make happen with money, the things that we can do with money, and slowly and subtly, give me your eyes, this just slowly enters our heart. Just a sliver of greed. You know, I got this car and it's old and now it's starting to break down and it's going to be expensive to fix. And suddenly now I see the shiny new car and it's got the new car smell and now I'm no longer content. Okay, it's not, give me, listen, listen. It's not wrong or sin to get a new car. But when that need becomes a consuming desire, very subtly that sliver of greed takes up residence in my life, and pretty soon it starts affecting my entire life. Do you understand? It, it happens slowly, but it's there, and strong words. It says, a greedy person won't even inherit the kingdom of God. Greed requires a daily heart check. Lord, check me. You know, you, you, you look me over, and if it's there, Lord, I need to take drastic, quick action. Starts with me every day, Lord. You come, I welcome you. Come take charge of Jeff. You drive out any slivers of greed, any slivers of my mouth out of control, any slivers of anger, any slivers of sexual sin. Lord, you drive them right out. You come and take charge. Wash, cleanse, purify. I need you. Why does this matter? Why, why do red flags matter? What difference does it make if I pay attention to red flags? Last verses we'll put up. 1 Corinthians 15, 32 and 33. If there will be no resurrection, if, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, well, let's just feast and drink, for tomorrow we die. Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good behavior. For, say it with me, bad behavior corrupts good character. Yeah. Let's feast. Let's drink. 
Let's go. Let's get drunk. Tomorrow we're warm food. No, 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 no. That, that's foolish Think That's living as if there is no God and His book doesn't matter. Hang with bad people. It corrupts good character. Our relationships matter. Lord, help us to pay attention to the relationships around us. Lord, and if there's red flags flying, would you give us wisdom? Let's pray. Lord, uh, thank you for your word. It speaks clearly. It speaks loudly and uh, fairly bluntly about red flags and foolish behavior around us. So thank you. It's a gift. It shows us what we can do and who to look out for. And uh, we realize you care and love us and you're saying don't hurt yourselves. So Lord, would you show us if any of these four red flags are present around us, if you're waving a red flag at us regarding a person in our lives, would you make that clear right now we're listening? Anybody say as we close? Pastor Jeff, the Lord's bringing up some red flags and I need His wisdom, I need His insight. Um, would you pray for me? If you're watching online, hit that prayer button. We'll pray for you too. Anybody? There's, there's a red flag or two flying around me. Yep. Are there others? Yeah. Anybody else? Red flags. Pray for me. Yeah. See you. Anyone else? Lord, uh, we're living in challenging and tough days. We need wisdom and insight and perspective. Show us how we can successfully navigate the relationships that we're in right now. Especially for those around us that are angry. Those mouths that seem totally out of control. Uh, those who are living near us with sex outside of marriage sin that's out of control. Lord, those who uh, are living greedy lives and are chasing after stuff instead of You. Show us where and what we should do, how we can get help and guidance. Lord, help us to tune in and hear Your still, small voice. And I'm telling you, the number one red flag issue for all of us is do you know Jesus personally? Believe plus receive equals becoming a child of Christ. Will you admit that Jesus is the Son of God and proved it by rising from the dead? Will you admit to God your lifetime of sin and tell God you want to receive Jesus as His forgiver and your leader? Jesus, I want to become your child today. Meet you down front here during the closing song. You can head to the prayer corner. Team ready to pray with you. Hit that prayer button. We'll have a private chat with you for watching online. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that we get to worship your son, Jesus, who loves us so much that he doesn't want us to hurt ourselves. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.